Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now... Here's your host, Brian Barnhart. Well, hi there. Welcome on a rainy day here on this Tuesday. Headed for a high of 67. It was raining pretty hard when I came in this morning, and uh, I guess we need the rain, right? I, I assume most of, the, uh, most of the crops are out, at least a good percentage of it is out. But, yeah, it's been raining pretty steadily. I'm always sad when it gets windy and wet in late October because it knocks off a lot of the leaves. And we're starting to see that here this morning as well. Hope you're doing okay. 217-356-9397 is our number. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. I do want to let you know, I guess, I-57 northbound near mile marker 243 which would be north of uh, Champaign a few miles, uh, is blocked apparently. So I-57 northbound, mile marker 243 in uh, northern Champaign County is blocked. So you might want to avoid that area this morning. Just got that word in. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. Open line here for about 40 minutes. 10 o'clock, it'll be Paul Rudy's On the Money. Miley Smith with the Illinois Policy Institute. Staff attorney with the uh, Illinois Policy Institute on the Workers' Rights Amendment. So we'll do that for a few minutes. Tomorrow in the 9 a.m. hour, Chad Beckett, local attorney who's running for circuit judge against Sam Lamentado. We had Sam on earlier this fall. We'll have Chad on tomorrow. Cynthia Bruno will join us Thursday in the 10 a.m. hour to talk about the Unit 4 schools proposed changes, or at least the studies that have been done by the folks they hired to do that when it comes to elementary schools. Friday in the 10 a.m. hour, flashback Friday, Steve Summers, who is a candidate on the Democratic side for county executive, will join us for a few minutes on Friday as well. New prime minister in Great Britain had a shooting in a St. Louis school the 40th. 40th school shooting this year involving injuries or deaths. So the 40 came yesterday in St. Louis. A debate in the Pennsylvania Senate race, Fetterman versus Oz there. And uh, no surprise here is, uh, what was it, uh, Gomer or Goober would say? Gomer, I guess. Surprise, surprise. Test scores are down after COVID. Math scores, biggest decline on record. Reading scores are the lowest in three decades. 
coming out of the pandemic. So uh, no doubt about, uh, no surprise at that, I think, after all the remote learning that was going on during the pandemic, that uh, reading scores and math scores are down. They said that might be the case. All right, 909, let me get a quick break in. We'll get it started. We've got to move fast this morning with you till 10. We'll talk about the Workers' Rights Amendment after the news at the bottom of the hour. Glad you're with us on A Penny for Your Thoughts. One of our sponsors is Roofs by Roger, maybe getting tested by all the rain here this morning. If you notice a leak or two or something's wrong with your gutters, give them a call. And make sure you check out the roof washing and peak 301 treatment, too. Destroy moss, algae. Before they destroy your roof, improve the look of your property and curb appeal, increase the life of your shingles, all of that available in this uh, soybean-based and environmentally friendly formula. Restores the molecules of your shingles, the uh, Peak 301 treatment. So ask about that. And it saves homeowners 80 to 85% compared to roof replacement. So if you need some of that done, you can look into that. Give them a call, 217-834-3800. Locally owned and operated, roofing, gutters, siding, windows, roofs by Roger. Back after this on A Penny for Your Thoughts as the rain falls here at our studios. All right, 914 on a penny for your thoughts here as it rains, headed for a high of 67. It's been on again, off again. And again, uh, I-57 northbound, milepost 243, closed at this time due to a traffic crash involving a jackknifed semi. Please seek an alternate route. There is currently a two-mile backup on I-57. Where is mile marker 243, you say? Well, exit 240 is Market Street, and exit 250 is Rantoul. So it's somewhere in there between Market Street and the Rantoul exit, and it's backed up a couple of miles there on I-57 northbound. So you might uh, take a different route. Hopefully you got yourself out of there before you got to it. All right, 915 at DWS. Tiny joins us. Hello, good morning. Good morning, good morning. It's uh, still a nice day. <laughs> I don't sure. care if you wake up and, and you can still shave, uh, it's a nice day. Uh, uh, Brian, I want to talk about the nursing home. I want to give you a little history on it. The good people of Champaign County, years ago, and I think it was before the 30s, I think it was even before I was born, uh, they built a fine nursing home out there, and they built it for the poor people. That was the original reason for building it. For the, and Now, we don't have any nursing homes in town where somebody with no money can go. This is a nursing home that was built. They had a farm out there. They had a wonderful Holstein herd. They had hogs, chickens, a big, big monster truck patch. Well, that's what they called gardens back then. They raised their own garden. They had their own milk, eggs, chicken, hogs, and et cetera. And the people that were able, some of them helped them on the farm. But the the good people back then took what was hard-earned money then. Money was scarce, but they built that home. Now, all my most of my life that I can remember and was interested in such things, we've had lousy county boards. We had one good county board. We had a good man and a good woman on it. I'm not going to say when it was. No need of that, but... 
one pointing out is we've had lousy county boards on this one and the one prior to this is selling this nursing home out there, the nice new nursing home that they built in the first place was a terrible mistake. Then they sold it to this guy. They, they knew his his their history. And we're in bad shape in this county. And I hope that the county board will finally, finally get brains enough and, and yes, and the rest of it to buy this back and open it up and run it as a county nursing home. It used to be called a poor farm. Then it was called a county nursing home. Now it's university home or something. But it was called a poor farm originally because that's what it was for. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to also talk about good old Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Since he is absolutely hands down, no question about it, the worst president we ever had, and any Democrat that's smart knows that. He's he just absolutely won't deal in the things that really matter to every man and woman in this country. He wants to call me. I'm I'm a Republican. Uh, I've got to be a Republican in these later years. I used to be back and forth, but don't make any difference what I am. But he wants to call me today because I am a Republican. He he wants to call me. Everything under the sun, uh, he's always talking about the MAGA and, the, and you know, the MAGA Republicans. Well, so what? The MAGA Republicans, in my memory, were the people that had all the, all the gas and all they wanted. They didn't have inflation. They had everything they wanted in this country. They just, they just had it all. The only thing they didn't have was the Democrats whining every day about Trump and lying about him for uh, the, the ration thing and everything that Trump did. And his they even wooled his family around. That's the Democrats for you. And the Democrat that I'm talking about the people in Washington. Mm-hmm. I've told you that before. Sure. I'm not talking about Johnny Johnson out here, the, the rank-and-file Democrat. I'm talking about the scumbags in Washington. They hear Biden is, he's he's dealing, he's spending all his time calling me names. He won't deal with the drug problem that the border problem is creating by dragging all this fentanyl. And just imagine all the getaways down there that are bums, drug, uh, drug dealers, uh, murderers, and et cetera, that's coming across every day. And I'm, hey, when I start lying, stop me. Stop me immediately if I start lying. Everything I've said so far, I believe to be the God's truth. And the border, look at the border. We might need a few extra workers here, but let's bring them across legally. I just noticed this morning down there in Texas, there's the, there's a darndest, there must be a couple of hundred of them. They've all got white suits on. They're coming across the border this morning. Uh, we've had, I think, over 2 million people come across the border. And I don't want to forget to mention all the money that Biden spent. Trillions, not millions, trillions. And he's wondering why we've got inflation. <laughs> <laughs> so have you voted yet? Or are you voting early? You're going to vote on the day of. 
two weeks from today. I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote like you should vote on the day of election. The day of. I'm going to get down there when the polls open. I'll be the first one, and I'll go. My wife's not with me, but me and my brother and my wife used to go eat breakfast every morning just as soon as we uh, voted. But I'm going to try that again this morning. This this vote. No, I'm not going to vote early. Yeah. Well, I I'm didn't think I didn't I didn't th- I didn't think you would, but I just wanted to ask. So. <laughs> hey. All right. If you did vote early, that's I, I can't help it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know, I made a mistake, buddy. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Tiny. All right. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 921, two weeks from today, is uh, Election Day. Uh, One thing I've noticed in in politics in Washington is that when, and this kind of filters out into campaigns, when when you're losing the argument, this goes back to the playground at Tolono Primary, okay? When you're losing the argument, you call other people names. And um, that's what I found to be in Washington, D.C., and so you just take it at that. That's a little wisdom from Tolono Primary School Days. All right, 921 at DWS, and we'll see what happens. Uh, the latest uh, Real Clear Politics projections now say the Republicans in the Senate will have a 53, uh, will have 53 seats. I think it'll be 53-47 is what they're projecting, so depending on how some of these Senate races go. Big debate in Pennsylvania coming up tonight. I know they think they've... Uh, I don't think they're having one in Arizona. I know Carrie Lake is the Republican out there and her Democratic opponent. I don't think they're debating at the moment. There have been some other uh, gubernatorial debates, but a lot of the polls starting to uh, shift, at least the polls. Now, the polls are the polls, so they can change. But uh, the Real Clear Politics projection, and they have a series of polls they combined, show the uh, Republicans picking up three governorships which would make it 31 to 19 Republican Democrat uh, versus Democrat as far as uh, if the projection holds what it would be nationwide. And the Real Clear Politics projection in the Senate plus three. They pick up three seats, 53 Republicans, 47 Dems, would what it would look like on November 9th. So we'll see. 923 at DWS. Matt is up next. Hey, Matt, good morning. Good morning, Brian. I got a chuckle this morning reading Jim Dye's article on the Safety Act. Uh, it had a quote attributed to, um, to Governor Pritzker doing with uh, pre-trial fairness and the cash bail elimination in the state that's coming up January 1. And the quote from, from Governor Pritzker was, we should amend it to make sure the state's attorneys and Republicans aren't literally opening the jail doors on January 1. And this is a bill that Governor Pritzker was completely behind and signed and that no Republicans uh, voted for. So I find it very interesting that he's now saying uh, things that the Republicans are behind the, the uh, Safety Act. I find it very curious. Well, he, uh, yeah, there's uh, Jim Dye wrote about that in the column today. If you look in New York, the governor there suddenly is uh, concerned about crime <laughs> because, yeah. she's, because she's, in a, she's in a race that she might lose. Yeah, it's a complete backtrack on uh, on what he's been saying and what he said when he uh, made big big ceremony of signing that bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so now that it's coming time to vote, uh, he's changed what he's saying, which which is completely different than than what he's been saying up until this point. Mm. Just wanted to make that point. Yeah. All right. Very good, Matt. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Politicians, they. Um... 
<laughs> they change their mind, let's say that, depending on the circumstances and the political temperature. I know you're shocked by that. Uh, 924, hey, Doug, how are you? I'm good, Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Good. I just wanted to uh, weigh in on the schools, the, I guess, uh, elementary schools, and the proposed busing and sister schools and all that stuff. You know, I was reading in the uh, News Gazette not too long ago, and the graduates from Central and Urbana, uh, and I'm talking high school, uh, they can only, there are only 37% of the graduates in those schools that can read and do math at grade level. And I think that is astounding. And obviously there are more problems than just going to a different school. I think a lot of it is parental involvement there doesn't seem to be much um, that came out nationally <clears throat> and across the nation. Uh, grades have fallen uh, when they take the standardized test in English and math. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Illinois is one of the uh, top two states in spending per student. And the results are amazingly poor. And they're talking about coming off an uh, pandemic where they, everybody acknowledges that that has contributed to the fall in uh, academic achievement. And I find it amazing that they want to make another change. And I think they cited the, um, the decree back in 1998 mm -hmm. uh, that was supposed to do something to make our schools more fair or bring up test scores. And that failed miserably. And I can't see any uh, benefit from trying to take kids out of a comfortable environment and putting them somewhere else. And I have talked to a number of teachers uh, just because I've been around town for a long time. And they cite the lack of discipline. Uh, there are no consequences for uh, poor actions in the classroom. And the disturbances and the way they talk to administrators, teachers, um, they cite the instability in those classrooms as the principal reason that students are unable to learn. And until you fix that, it doesn't matter where you send the kids and how much money you spend on them. There has to be systemic change in family dynamics where they actually hold their children accountable and try to help them learn. And they're supposed to be setting the example. So my kids went to public schools. Uh, my wife and I went to Urbana and Champaign. So, and when my kids graduated in late 90s, early 2000s, the problems that they have in the schools were not present then. And I think that is the reason that uh, private schools have uh, emerged uh, as more viable alternative and why a lot of the surrounding communities, their school systems have grown dramatically. And um, I just uh, really wanted to express my opinion and hope that they leave those children in the schools that they're comfortable in and maybe 
something will change from a family standpoint to help those children that are not able to learn at the rate they should, maybe assist them in the home situation so they can become accomplished students. Mm -hmm. Yep, and we're going to have Cynthia Bruno on to talk about some of that on uh, Thursday in the 10 a.m. hour. Well, I hope she addresses... Yeah, I hope she addresses family dynamics and the disturbances in the classrooms and that there are no consequences for uh, children who are disrespectful, have no common sense, have no manners, and have no respect for elders or people that are trying to teach them. So I appreciate the time. Hey, very good. Thank you, Doug. You bet. Yep, you bet. Good to hear from you. 929, need a break? Back with more here. In just a moment, on a penny for your thoughts, glad you're along. Kind of a rainy Tuesday. I'll be with you till 10. We'll talk about the Workers' Rights Amendment coming up uh, here in a little bit. Uh, We had someone on who was for it. I think this uh, person we're going to have on from the Illinois Policy Institute wrote an article recently saying nine things wrong with the Illinois Official Amendment 1 voter pamphlet. So we'll talk to her about that here in just a moment. First, this time out. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, Illini family, it's Brett Bielma. Every Fighting Illini football game is right here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM and on the News Gazette app. Nine thirty-four on a penny for your thoughts. Got to get some news headlines in here real quick. We'll take a call or two, and then we'll get to our guest on the workers' rights amendment. Ryan Dallas Real Estate focused on getting you results. More than six hundred and twenty families served in twenty twenty-two. That's a home sold every eleven hours this year. Ryan's marketing system built to get uh, home sellers what they want when they want it, time and time again, and the guaranteed offer in just forty-eight hours. If you need more space for your family, have a career opportunity taking you out of state when you need to make a move on your timeline, no other call to make than the folks at Ryan Dallas Real Estate. Not only the number one real estate team in central Illinois, ranked 15th in the nation for home sold. That's higher than Illinois is ranked in football right now. We're 17 in football. They're 15 in in the nation for uh, home sold. Number one consistently in client satisfaction. Check out their website, ryandallasre.com. And you can uh, get to Ryan Dallas Real Estate. All right, CBS real quick, back to a call or two. And then we'll talk uh, workers' rights amendment with uh, Miley Smith from the Illinois Policy Institute. In just a moment, here's CBS. on a rainy Tuesday. Good to have you with us. Some texts that have come in here real quick. Again, a reminder, I-57 north of uh, Market Street there, the exit there, closed at this time. Traffic crash involving a semi, currently a two-mile backup, maybe a little longer on I-57. So you might jump off if you can before you get to that. Northbound 57 between Market Street there and Rantoul at uh, mile marker 243. 
Listening to Tiny again this morning reminds me of exactly why I'm so proud to be a liberal Democrat, listener says. Uh, way back, a young man in my family needed mental care help. At that time, no treatment was around. He was sent to the Champaign County Poor Farm. He was able enough to work on its farm in safe surroundings. Good morning, Brian. Biden and the Democrats calling Tiny names. Oh, my, does Tiny realize all he does is call names to those who don't agree with his thinking? Probably not, Steve says. All right, Republican Arizona Center calling on Senator calling on armed militia residents to man drop-off boxes and video license plates of voters. Voter intimidation is a federal crime. Uh, Tech says, Lake of the Woods, early voting place. Pavilion is not open. Do you know why? I do not know why. Uh, so I'll do some checking on that. I don't know if I'm going to have time this morning, but we'll see. Uh, you might call the clerk's office, let them know. Uh, good morning, Brian. What the administration is doing with the border is criminal. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Any Democratic voters should have to put a blue flag on their house. And any illegal should be able to find housing with each Democrat. If that's the case, you obviously think it's okay to have people coming to our country illegally, so they should be able to stay with you. Tiny has all the answers. He should run for the Champaign County Board, a listener says. Absolutely agree with the caller. Our private school test scores did not drop in either math nor reading. We have discipline in our classrooms, which is the only way learning can take place. And a texter says, does anyone know who to call to get Republican yard signs? Well, I would say uh, you can call the local Republican committee or uh, get a hold of your local Republican representative. I'm sure they would be able to tell you. And I attended Champaign Public Schools elementary through high school, graduated despite the lack of discipline. From what I observed, no discipline was enforced. As the staff were concerned, it would be viewed as racism. Those are some of the texts that have come in. Uh, Ron is with us here. Good morning, Ron. Morning. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I'm calling about uh, an article commentary in the Sunday paper by uh, Sundiata. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name or not, and mm -hmm. I usually don't read his articles. But the headline was White Supremacy and White and Blackface Part 2. So I thought I'd take a look and see if his racism has got any worse, and it certainly has. And I just wanted to point out one thing, and I'm surprised that the News Gazette let this go through. He, in the middle of his article, he describes Herschel Walker and like the, in, in, this is word for word, and like the incompetent, subliterate, and coonish Herschel Walker. Now, my God, that is worse than the N-word. And uh, for that man to get away with it and represent the University of Illinois is just outrageous. Hmm. Just outrageous. Were you aware of that? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, he it's uh, Walker, a coon. You believe that? Yeah, well, in this and, day and age, I think he was making. Yeah, and he How was. How the he, heck in the News Gazette let that go through? And, and his whole article is a bunch of fallacies about election deniers. He acts like the Republicans are the only people to deny elections. I'm not going to get into all the others, but and and a, a black person or a person of color is running in the Republican Party. There's something wrong with that person. Hmm. Just something wrong, inherently wrong. I, All right. How does this guy get this much space in, yeah. the, in the News Gazette? Well, it's one of the things. I guess you can talk to Paul Barrett or uh, you know leave a message for him. He'll talk to you, by the way. So you can. Well, uh, I probably am going to call him because I yeah. tell you this is outrageous because he's the one that's inciting racism in this country and in, certainly in this town. It's hideous that that would happen. All right. But, uh, anyhow, yeah, give him give him a call for sure. Okay. 
Yep. Very good. Yep. Thank, Thank you, you, Ron. Yep. Good to visit with you. 217-356-9397 is our number. Text line's been humming today. Somebody says the election, uh, the early uh, precincts are open 11 to 6, which is may, why it may not be open, somebody says. Okay. Quick break. Back with Miley Smith here. We'll talk about the Workers' Rights Amendment in just a moment. Deeply touching my emotion. I want to stop. Thank you, baby. I want to stop. And thank you, baby. All right, 946, running a couple of minutes behind here. Miley Smith is uh, joining us here. We're going to talk with, about the uh, Workers' Rights Amendment. She's a staff attorney and director of labor policy with the Illinois Policy Institute. Miley, good to have you on. How are you? I am fine. Thank you for having me. Well, very good. And, uh, you know, I, we got to cover a lot of ground in a short amount of time. But I know the one thing that about the Workers' Rights Amendment, uh, people have been hearing about that which is interesting because uh, that's not really going to be the name what appears on the ballot, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's not called the Workers' Rights Amendment. Um, we refer to it, and a lot in the media have referred to it as Amendment 1 because it's what appears at the very top of the ballot. And, you know, it's been called a Workers' Rights Amendment, and I, I think we can all agree that workers deserve great protection if that's what this amendment was. Um, but it's really misnamed. That's, that's not what it is. It's it creates rights that only apply to 7% of adults in Illinois, but it would increase property taxes for 100% of property owners in the state. And, you know, how, well, it, it allows government unions to demand broad new provisions. So while it's framed as something for workers, this is actually something that grants broad new provisions, broad new demands for government unions that are not allowed in any other state. And they'll have a permanent right to go on strike to get those demands met. And, yeah. you know, we know that government union contracts already cost money, but these broad new provisions are going to add to that cost, and that comes from the taxpayers. Again, Miley Smith with us for a few minutes on the Workers' Rights Amendment, or Amendment 1, as it's going to appear on your ballot. Now, I, I read an article, uh, Miley, where you mentioned, there. I guess pamphlets go out, right? They have to explain what's... The, what the amendment's about, right? And those are in the mail, I guess, or supposed to be well, in our mailbox? actually, they're supposed to be in the mailbox, but the lawmakers changed the, the law just for this year. Instead of sending out a pamphlet that explains what the amendment is, it gives up the kind of the both sides, pros and cons. Instead of sending that out, the state sent out a postcard with a, a lengthy link or a URL that you would have to type in in order to pull up the pamphlet. So there's really not much transparency around this amendment. So not only is this framed as something that can apply to all workers, and it can't because the federal government already regulates the private sector space, um, it, it also, you know, voters aren't getting the typical pamphlet in the mail that gives them information about the amendment. So, you know, people are, are going to be going in to vote and not have all of the information that they need to make the best votes that they think they should cast. Yeah, because one thing I know you mentioned, uh, you know, and you'll see this in the commercials, you'll see a very pleasant construction worker or EMT and all the folks, first responders, it said this amendment gives worker rights to nurses, construction workers, firefighters, and EMTs, but uh, you say it doesn't apply in the private sector. Right. It only applies in the government sector. And the reason is because the federal government already regulates 
unionization, and collective bargaining for the private sector. And the Supreme Court has been very clear. When the federal government already regulates a space, a state can't come in and also regulate in the same space. So the, the Supreme Court has been clear that states can't do that. Um, and in fact, Senator Villavallum, who was the sponsor of this amendment in the General Assembly, said during debate that as federal law stands, this can't apply to the private sector. So there is a, a lot of misleading information out there about what this amendment would do, especially as it's framed to apply to everyone, when legally it cannot. It can only apply to the, the government sector, these rights. Yeah. So why do you think they want to do it? Well, that's a great question. Um, I, I think a big part of it is granting more power to government unions. Government unions in the state have actually lost membership over the last, um, well, it's really since 2017. They've lost about 9% of their membership. Teachers unions have lost about 10%. So we know that government workers are not happy with their unions and they're leaving. That has amounted to about $38 million in dues and fees that government unions in Illinois are not getting from members anymore. So they're seeing that their members unhappy and leaving, and I see this as a power grab to continue to hold power in Illinois, even when, you know, and if their members are leaving. Miley Smith is with us, staff attorney with the Illinois Policy Institute, talking about the uh, Workers' Rights Amendment, or Amendment 1. I know one thing, another thing you've pointed out is, and, and some of the proponents of it have said, hey, there's been other states that have done some of this, but I think you argue that nobody's doing it like Illinois exactly. is doing it. So tell me about no that. Illinois has done it. Yeah. So there are four provisions, and it's a very long amendment, and there are four provisions. The first one grants a fundamental right to unionize. Again, it can only apply to government workers. The second expands bargaining. So beyond those, you know, wages and benefits, those things that we typically think of, it goes beyond that to include broad new subjects like economic welfare. That's undefined. No other state uses that. Um, it prohibits lawmakers from acting as the people's representatives to ever change or reform the labor laws in Illinois. And then finally, it bans right to work. That's the only part that could apply to the private sector. Um, so, you know, you look at there's these four provisions. There isn't a single state that has any of these provisions, let alone all four of them. And that includes the states that proponents frequently cite, like Hawaii. Hawaii actually provides deference to lawmakers in its amendment, whereas Amendment 1 is telling lawmakers they're prohibited from acting. Hmm. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting uh, how it comes out, because I know there hasn't been a lot of discussion about I mean, you guys are discussing it, but I'm talking about right. people have just kind of seen the commercials, and it's like, yeah, I mean, who, who would be against that? You know what I mean? And it's... Uh, a little more complicated exactly. than that as usual, right? <laughs> it is a lot more complicated, and I, I think that's by design, and I think that even proponents aren't drawing as much attention to this as maybe they did to the Progressive Income Tax Amendment a couple years ago, and I think it's because once people understand, if, 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 they are, if there's more discussion about this and people understand that this is actually a property tax hike in disguise, then people are more likely to vote against it. I think they'd rather the state through, you know, like you said, it looks it looks fairly innocuous. Like, who wouldn't be against protections for workers? 
or who wouldn't be in, in favor of protections for workers, but that's not what this is. And so, you know, the least amount of attention that it gets, probably the better for proponents because it looks like something that's going to benefit everyone when it's really just going to raise taxes on mm. everyone. Well, we probably need a whole lot more time to dig a lot deeper. Where should, pe- <laughs> right. where, where should people go, Miley? I know with the Illinois policy, go to the website. I know you've got some links people yep. can kind of learn about all this. We do. We have explored all sorts of, of consequences, and people can learn about that at IllinoisPolicy.org. All right. And like I said, there's all kinds of links in there. Amendment 1 study guide, Amendment 1 property tax calculator. Uh, talks about the four provisions that Miley touched on. And so, uh, as we always tell people, regardless of what uh, what you think about things, do your homework. <laughs> that would be right. the, That's the exactly key. right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Miley, yeah. thank you so much for coming on and doing this. And thank I you. appreciate it. And we'll, uh, we'll look for your stuff on IllinoisPolicy.org, okay? Thank you so much. Very good. Thank you, Miley. There you go. Amendments rights uh, that's on the ballot is really Amendment 1. It's going to be proposed amendment to the 1970 Illinois Constitution. That's Amendment 1. So hopefully that uh, is helpful. And if you want to go learn more, do your own homework. But here it says IllinoisPolicy.org. Nine things wrong with Illinois' uh, voter pamphlet that's out there and some of the things that are in there and what they say about this. Maybe you've seen this in the mail. All right, 9.55. Got to get another break in here. Paul Rudy on the money coming up, and we'll continue with more in a moment. Or by Francis Onion. Ron, if any, for your thoughts, real quick, and I got some leftover texts I'll get to tomorrow. We'll have Chad Beckett on in the 9 o'clock hour running for a judicial position here in Champaign County. Uh, somebody asked about Republican signs. You can pick them up at the GOP headquarters on Kirby Avenue, usually open till about 2. That's right there where the old pizza was. It Pizza Hut or Monocle? Something was right there years and years ago when I was a kid. Used to go in there as a teenager. But uh, it's at the GOP headquarters on Kirby Avenue, usually open till 2. All right, I'm out of time. Back 